You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. You'll learn how to enhance your life with your pets and expand your knowledge. When animals speak, it helps us align with intimate wisdom of animals for insight and self-knowledge. Now, step inside the mind of your pet with your host, Erica Alexander. Welcome to PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Erica Alexander, an animal communicator. Thank you for joining us today. Have you ever seen a dog in a movie and wondered if your pooch could become a star? I have David Lawrence of Hollywood Paws on When Animals Speak Today. Hollywood Paws is the first and largest talent agency in the world to focus exclusively on representing and promoting animal actors. They conduct auditions nationally and internationally in order to find new animal actors. So sit and stay to find out after this break if your pet has what it takes to be an animal actor. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Got a cool cat. Got a cool cat. Got a cool cat. Do you have a cool cat in the house? Well, of course I do. Got a camera? Then take a quick pic of your cool cat and enter the Pet Life Radio Cool Cat Contest. Pet Life Radio is partnering with Morris and Nine Lives to give you the chance to win a really cool cat care kit. Get a Nine Lives Play and Scratch Play Post, Nine Lives Wooly Cat Bed, Nine Lives Food Bowl, Morris Play Spinners, and much, much more. You'll also get an autographed copy of Pet Edutainer Arden Moore's new book, Happy Cat, Happy You. Everybody gets a chance to vote, and the top five coolest cats win an awesome cool cat care kit from Pet Life Radio and Nine Lives. To enter, just go to the PetLifeRadio.com website or CoolCatContest.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pet 
Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. Hello, David. Hey, Erica. How you doing? Oh, just fine. I'm happy to speak to you today. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Which pet has become your most famous actor? I would say our, our most famous actor that's done the most work would be um, Scout. He's a golden retriever here from Los Angeles. And um, he did the uh, Disney's Air Buddies movie. Wonderful film. We had to go to Vancouver to do that with him, actually. It caught him by surprise, him and his owner. How interesting. How was it in Vancouver? You know, I didn't get to take the trip myself, but I heard that Scout and his owner, Scott, actually um, were up there, and they were very well taken care of. They got to stay up there for about three months, and they, the dog actually had a trailer up there when he was up there on set. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was his name on the door? His name was on the door, yes. <laughs> well, what, since you're talking about distance and you you filmed, you know, out of L.A., what is the longest distance someone has had to travel to audition their pet? The longest distance that someone had to travel is, um, I would say, Miami is pretty far to go to an audition. True. Most of the auditions are, are held right here in Los Angeles because this seems to be the mecca of, of film here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as an audition, a lot of them are done here. We did have to go down to Miami to do an audition one time. Luckily, we got the job, so they got to stay there and didn't have to come back with nothing, you know? Oh, so if someone wants to audition their pet, they don't have to make the trip. You go out to areas uh, and do auditions? Well, well, that's some of the stuff that we deal with. All of our dogs come from the domestic home, so... Um, sometimes the owners, you know, they have regular jobs, so they can't make it. So one of our head studio trainers would, would take the dog out there for them if, if they were, in fact, not able to go out and, and do the audition for them. That's great. Um, but a lot of the time, I mean, stuff is submitted, you know. We're pretty, pretty savvy nowadays with the pictures and, and different behaviors that dogs can do, just like actors. Um, we could submit all that stuff online. So if I lived in Miami... Would I have to fly out here and bring my dog to audition, or do you go to Miami occasionally and put something out so you have people in that area show up for auditions, or do people at any time just send, say, a YouTube clip over uh, uh, through an email to you? Both, both. Sometimes that we we um, you know set up workshops for people to go in different cities. We've been to New York. We've been to Miami. Um, we've been to San Francisco. 
Um, we're going to Vegas next, so we can have pockets of, of different animal actors in those areas. You know, any, anywhere where there's a large amount of uh, filming being done, we like to have access to dogs in that area. So we do have satellite schools in those areas, um, but our only physical location presence is here on the Los Angeles Center Studio lot in um, downtown Los Angeles. But that's great. I feel people would fly out fly out for that. They'll fly out for uh, even they had uh, a contest recently. Yes. Uh, and so they'll, they'll fly out. And then, then with you having those satellite offices, it makes it more convenient. So that's great. Well, uh, I think off-leash obedience is very important, but I find that the basic I would think that the basic tricks that dogs need to know are not the typical sit and stay. Could you tell us a few uh-huh. of the others? Well, some some of the things some some people come here and they they have the misconception that their dog's going to have to jump through a hoop of fire or do backflips and and really that's not the case. It's really that the dog has to be consistent. Um, sit and stay is very important actually, and and one of the the most hardest behaviors in people are confused by it all the time is just to get a dog to be able to stand there, not sitting, not lying down, just stand there on its four legs and stay in one spot. That's a very, very difficult behavior. It seems like the easiest, you know, but mm-hmm. to do it on command with all these different types of things going on, like craft services and unfamiliar people, unfamiliar scents, unfamiliar sounds, different types of lighting, it can get very difficult um, also from, from a long distance away. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the trainers and us, we can't be in the shot, so sometimes we have to be almost 50, 60 feet away. For example, we were on the Disney Ranch doing a um, a uh, H&R Block commercial, and <laughs> and we had to be almost a quarter mile away from Scout, was actually the dog that also did the, the Air Buddies move. We had to be almost a quarter mile away and taking commands to, to do it from there because they had a, a wide shot that they had to get, and uh, obviously, we couldn't be in that shot, so... Um, distance is very, very important. So that's incredible what these dogs, w- I guess, what would you say, go through or have to know or how well trained they are is yeah, and, more and it accurate. All starts very, yeah, it all starts with very small, small steps. Very, We work with proximity, you know. You can't just expect to go from doing it a foot away to mm-hmm. going to 50 feet away. You have to take very slow steps, you know, go a little bit further, and that's that's how they, you know, that's how we train those behaviors. A sit and stay is important. I I wasn't implying it wasn't important. It's just that I did go on and peruse your website, and it had mentioned other uh, tricks that they needed to know. And I thought it was interesting the, the tricks that you had listed. Yeah, some of the things that we work on is um, we actually work with hand signals for when we're rolling sound. You know, obviously, no one can be talking. So we, we do hand signals, and then we th- do a thing called workaway, which is where the dog is only by sound and has no line of vision with his trainer or owner. Wow. So we, virtually somebody could be, uh, you know, around the corner in the other room, and the dog could be doing commands just by, by voice command. So that's that's probably gets pretty uh, I I just, yes, and I just find it very interesting because... 
there was no reason I I was unaware of these things or to even think of them. So I hope now when people go to movies and see these pets, they really appreciate everything that you and they have to go through or, or things that they haven't even realized until they listen to this program. Yeah, you know, we have a, a lot of people that come in here and say, we say simple things like, you know, a common thing would be for a dog to be able to chew on a shoe. Uh-huh. People say, my dog does that all the time. But I said, can your dog do that when, you know, on command, can you start chewing on a shoe with all these different types of things going on? It's really, really difficult. I mean, it seems like a normal thing, but it's really not. Nothing. It's really when they want to do it. Yeah, it's, nothing Mo- on set happens by accident. It's all, it's all planned and purpose. On purpose, we use things like marks to get dogs to stand next to actors. We start off with a, you know, a, sm- uh, a larger wood block, and then we get down to something to could be a small piece of tape or, or something the size of a business card that we could put down on the ground, and the the dog would know where to go to. That's just amazing. Yes, I had no idea how how much work or how involved that that actually is for the yeah. pets. So they're working very hard. I have a lot of readings where pets tell me, I'm working, I'm working. So uh-huh. I would think if I had spoke, to, if I speak to any of these animals, that they would tell me that they're working, that's for sure. I, I would hope that, and then I would hope that they feel uh, fulfilled, you know. I mean, I think it's very fulfilling for dogs and their owners to do this type of work. You know, it's not uncommon for somebody with a normal house pet just to have, you know, a dog run around and they play with it, but... I mean, I think a dog actually, you know, I can't communicate like you, but I mean, I would think a dog that would f- feel fulfilled being around this type of thing and being praised for, for doing things correctly and working. And, and um, I think they, they get um, fulfilled from that type of work. And they do because they do know when when they're working or, or doing something like a therapy dog. They're doing good or healing or working. They do know. Absolutely. And and they do appreciate. There are many dogs that appreciate. They don't want to just sit home and be a yard ornament in someone's backyard just sitting there until they get home. They love getting out and going and doing. And then again, you know, on the flip side, there are some of them that, of course, do not want to find it stressful or they're afraid or they just get burnt out. But yeah. most, most of them, you know, love it. You talked about Bowser Beer. Bowser Beer is is um, one of our sponsors, and we we work with them. They sponsor, um, along with Natural Balance, they sponsor our uh, Yappy Hour that we have three times a week um, down here at our studio. And really, our Yappy Hour is a time for all our students and clients to come in and get some direct connection with some producers and indus- industry professionals, um, so they can have direct exposure. I feel like so much of this this um, industry is just by networking. So we we um, you know, put on this small event and have everybody down here for some Bowser beer for the dogs and some beer and wine for the for the owners to enjoy themselves and, and network a little bit. It just sounded like fun, so I wanted to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome anytime to come down. Thank you. I might just do that because as I speak to you, I'm finding this very fascinating and interesting. And usually when I have a guest, they have a pet of their own, but you do not. You know, you're there busy with with all these other pets. And I usually have a reading, so I may just have to come down there then instead. <laughs> I, I, I person my family has a pet. I don't have a pet, but I huh. feel like I have so many here, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But uh, what is the most popular breed used in films or TV 
TV or commercials? Some of the most popular breeds that are um, used commonly are golden retrievers, labs, um, any kind of purebred. But then it's it's so different in the industry because there's a huge call for you know mutts and different types of dogs, unusual looking dogs, ugly dogs, good looking <laughs> dogs, small little teacup dogs, or uh-huh. um, you know, small breeds. I mean, so there's really um, you know, a golden retriever, a lab, of of course, gets a consistent amount of work. But I really have, um, you know, no no say whether what what type of dog gets the most work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's varies just like the um, with the whatever the need is. Uh huh. Sometimes we can have a call for you know five huskies in in one month, and sometimes we won't get a call for a husky in uh, you know three or four months. So it's really what what they call for, yeah. When you said that, I was trying to remember the movie that was out recently that had the huskies, and I I can't. Uh, Seven below. Yes. Yes, I loved it. Uh Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us on When Animals Speak. I loved having you here, and I found it very interesting. And so I just want to thank you. And next we'll be speaking to Martin and his dog, Baby. And Baby does a great trick. I talk to Baby. What I do on my show is when, because these shows are pre-recorded, is when a client calls in, I tape the readings. And afterwards, after we did the reading, I told him that his dog, uh, he was telling me how he makes homemade food for him. And that he gives them potatoes, and the dog was saying to me he didn't like the potatoes, the plain potatoes. So I said, what kind of potatoes? He said, I give him sweet potatoes and plain potatoes. And he told, and I said, he doesn't like the plain potatoes. So when we hung up, he said that he has taught his dog that when when he asks him a question and it's yes to lick his nose. So he asked, baby, do you like sweet potatoes? And the dog licked his nose. And he said, do you like plain potatoes? And the dog didn't lick his nose. And so he emailed me to tell him, yes, you're right, and that she eats more food afterwards when since she's taken the potatoes out. And that also he remembered that when I said the word sweet potatoes, she would bark. So I thought, so we have uh, Martin coming up. Thank you, David. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You're listening to When Animals Speak, and today we have Martin and his dog, Baby. Hi, Martin. Hi, Erica. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. Uh, Yeah, Baby, uh, well, she's 11 years old. She's a Lab Spitz mix. Uh, She was a stray. She just showed up on my doorstep one morning. Uh, Yep, she's a... (laughs) There she is. I heard Uh, her. mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, I just was wondering... um, what would she like to say today? If she, you know, what would she like to say to me? Okay. Well, I see that you don't have any issues with her. It's not there that uh, you have any problems or anything to address. But I do see that she says that she loves her home and that she's very happy. That she mm-hmm. has a great dad that pays so much attention to her and that she knows that and she's very nice, uh, very aware of that, which is nice because uh, it's nice to get a call where someone just wants to know what the animal would like and s- instead of calling with problems, you can just call to bond and see what they would like. Yeah, we have a like a really, really good relationship. 
basically like the way we play together it's um you know i kind of like rough house around with her a little bit and you know the whole idea she's like trying to bite but she doesn't ever you know like bite like to be vicious but she basically is just to show me how fast she can bite she uh, so she can, loves it yeah we she have a loves lot of when you do that i see that she gets really riled up and scampers around Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's my goal like if we're outside in the backyard to get her like so wound up like a little spring that she just starts running and then, she like, goes she crazy takes, she does yep she takes corners fast and her legs go out from underneath <laughs> her and she falls on the ground and she jumps back up it's, just, it's really a great thing well it looks like you've accomplished that goal mm-hmm Yep, I'll tell you what, it's, um, like I say, she's a really, just a great companion, and, uh, you know, when she showed up, it was just one of the best things that happened to me. Well, so. she's beautiful, and I can see that you take good care of her. Do you cook for her? Yep, I really do. Um, like, it basically, it started off, like, for me cooking for myself, because I used to just get her the dry dog food, mm -hmm. um, but I took her to the vet, and she had a weight problem, and the vet said, well, we need to put her on reduced calorie uh, dog food, and, you know, on the way home, I was thinking, you know, this, I don't know, this isn't good. What, well, what in the world did dogs eat before there was dog food? Uh, well, they <gasps> probably just point. ate crap. Mm -hmm. Because did yep. you know that this is now coming from a few vets that I deal with, that they said maybe it's only been, they think it's only been like a 100 years, that just because of the fast food, people's busy and active lives, just kind of like, you know, we go for fast food, they've created the dog food, you know, for that same reason. So that's mm -hmm. true. It hasn't been forever. Yep, and I'll tell you what, um, well, basically it's been a long process for me to figure out exactly how to, to do this with her dinner but what I do is I just feed her all these vegetables like I get a big pot like a big deep pot and just fill them with all the vegetables I can but the important thing is you don't ever want to feed them onions because onions are poisonous to dogs true Garlic's okay but basically all sorts of different colored vegetables everything like yellow squash purple cabbage green cabbage uh, carrots celery broccoli cauliflower eggplant asparagus um, so the food I eat let's say asparagus well, when I cut the tops off, for me, well, I have these bottoms that would normally get thrown away. Well, baby loves those. Oh, so I perfect. put all that in there. Yep, so I don't waste hardly anything. Well, as a result of doing this, and she gets to eat, like, chicken, uh, beef, and pork. Well, she is really lean. She's got tons of energy. Like you say, like the way she runs around, she just she doesn't act like an 11-year-old dog. But she's and beautiful and healthy now. Exactly. Yep. And uh, Dr. Sally, she said, basically, whatever you're doing, just keep it up. And I you know, said, well, I just make her a dinner. Said, well, that's perfect. You're doing the, a great job with her. So um, basically, that's if I, well, if I could just share anything, it's really, really easy, like just to take a bunch of vegetables, put them in a pot with some water, not a ton of water, but a little bit, steam them until they get fork tender, and then just put that in the refrigerator. Um, so then you need the protein, like the meat. So what I do is I use coconut oil because it has medium-chain triglycerides. It's a whole other really great thing for nutrient diversity. Coconut oil? Mm-hmm. Yep, I never got, heard of that. Well, uh, basically, there's a lot of different types of fats and oils, but the thing that makes coconut oil different is that it's already in a form that our bodies, or like baby's body, recognizes as an immediate source of energy. It also has lauric acid and caprylic acid, which have antifungal, antiviral properties. So it's like 
actually really good even on beyond the medium chain triglycerides. That's what it sounds like. And it's real stable, too. It doesn't make free radicals when you use it with heat. So I take the meat, and I put it in the oil, and I just kind of brown it on one side and then flip it over, turn the heat off. So the meat's still kind of medium, like not medium rare, but medium. And then I take the cold vegetables out of the refrigerator, put a couple, three, four ladles full. I mean, it's a nice big dinner, um, and that cools the the, uh, pan I cook the meat down in. So then I stir it up with my fingers so I know how hot it is. And then I put it down, and she has this great big, like, really filling, delicious, uh, like, diverse dinner. She gets all these different dinners all the time, so it's not she's like boring saying, She's saying that there's one of the vegetables that you use more often than the others that she doesn't like. Uh-oh. <laughs> and wish, I know, as you were talking, and she's not telling me which one. I use a lot of carrot I w- for... Okay, do you use potatoes? Mm, every once in a while. I, just, I mean, she just barked when you said potatoes. I don't know. Maybe she that's, doesn't like She's saying, yeah, that's why. She doesn't uh-huh. like potatoes. And that's oh, why wow. she said, yes, that's the one. Uh, well, she's sweet you potatoes. Know. Well, sweet potatoes are good. She said she likes that one. And she said you use sweet potatoes. But do you also use, I'm talking, I, I, I think she, she says plain potatoes. Well, sometimes. She yeah. doesn't. Like those. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, that's a good thing. That's a simple carbohydrate. Well, there she barked again. I know she's doing. Well, I tell you what, I'll not, I won't use so much potatoes with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, yeah, I tell you that's just. Yeah, she just is a really good girl. That's for sure. She really uh, is. Well, I so. I can see her spirit, and she's a wonderful dog. Uh, gonna have to close here in a minute, but I wanted to go back to that virgin coconut oil. And the reason being, I myself buy coconut milk, and I even pour it if I make hot chocolate, I put it in my smoothies. I like coconut oil myself. So I thought, since you use it, uh, would it be the same thing, or do you buy this oil in a grocery store for any other listeners that want to, uh, use it? Well, yeah, like, um, well, because basically, coconut milk, it has coconut oil in it. It's just, mm-hmm. like, the juice of the coconut. Coconut oil is widely available from, like, all sorts of different sources. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, it just depends, like, um, what I use, it's, you know, unrefined oil. I mean, basically, where I work, um, I get, like, a super, I basically get the stuff for free because it's my a perk of my job. Oh. The baby gets to enjoy that. Okay, but, I mean, no wonder you, you use it for her. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just something I have access to. Oh, okay. But in all honesty, you can get that, like, all sorts of everywhere. I mean, it's a, a widely available product. And basically, all coconut oil, regardless of how it's produced, it's all going to have the same medium-chain triglycerides, the same lauric acid, the same caprylic acid, but you end up with different flavors. Like, if they, um, like, roast the coconut and do direct micro-expeller, it's going to taste more like baker's coconut. Um, there's other types, like, uh, fermentation method. Um, that's, like, the oldest way to make coconut oil, and it's, like, a real, real coconutty. I uh, mentioned it because it seemed like it would be better to use than a regular vegetable oil from mm-hmm. what you were saying. So yeah, I, I thought, I just thought that would be better. It is. Um, like... Because it doesn't uh, turn rancid, it doesn't form free radicals, it provides the medium-chain triglycerides, the lauric acid, the caprylic acid, stuff that's not available in any other oil. 
I'm uh, learning so much today. But we're going to have to go to a commercial break. So I want to thank you for being on the show. And thanks for telling me about the potatoes. That's going to come in very handy. I think so. (laughs) Thank you. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September 28th, at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. We're back, and we have a special guest. We have Bodie. He's a new star. We have Stephanie and Bodie who won the audition from Hollywood Paws and for the next Burger King commercial. Hello, Stephanie. Hi there. Hi. I was so lucky to have you in the studio when I called David. Oh, well, I'm honored to be here. So Thank <laughs> you. help out. Thank you so much. What would you like to ask Bodie? I think we should first ask him if he likes being... Has he been able to do any acting yet or he's he hasn't started? That was pretty much his first and only gig so far was going to Miami, where I've actually never been, but he got to go and film this commercial. So, um, yeah, that's his only his only acting thus far, but right now we're still training, so he's still learning stuff and getting better day by day. <laughs> but he's actually already done the commercial. It's not that you're yes, there today to start the commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I ask him how does he like being an actor, he has been an actor to know has, to be able yes. to tell me. So he's an official actor. That is. 
true. Yes, he is. <laughs> he said he loved it. They treated him very well, and they gave him a lot of food that he's never had and treats before. And he said that they told they were now what I'm when I talk to you, I use their words. And he said that a lot of people were telling him what to do, but he didn't mind. Really? That's yeah. good. <laughs> That's cute. He normally that takes direction from me, so I'm surprised he got it. Got a hold of other people and <laughs> took direction from them. So He said he felt very comfortable on the set where you took him. And then did he have to go outside for a portion of he the commercial? Outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he's talking about being outside, and he said uh, that he liked that. He likes it better than when he's in the studio because the studio, he said, is louder and a lot more sounds that he wonders, you know, what's going on and takes his attention away. Oh, that sounds like my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have anything. Uh, specific he's pretty much just sitting there and waiting for me to ask him uh, questions did you have questions for him usually they can't wait to talk because how often do they get the chance to put their two cents in but he says i'm being very obedient just like i'm being taught he is he's just laying under under the desk right now he's watching me like he'd he knows I'm on the phone, but he knows to be very quiet and good while mom's on the phone. So that's probably mm-hmm. why he's, you know, he's very, very obedient. So let me, what can... That's what he said. He said, <laughs> being obedient. And he knows that he is. Oh, yeah. So did you have a question for him? Let's see. I, I want to know if Bodie would like to keep doing this for a while. I just got him not too long ago, like within the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning on bringing him into this whole industry, but I just moved to L.A. with him, and he was discovered. So I want to make sure he likes it, and this is fun for him. But He does. He does? Okay. He does. He says that you're treating him very well, better than any home that he's been in, and that the, the people that are training him are treating him well. And what he likes and what he wants to know is is that the food and the treats that he's getting from there, will he still continue to get that when he goes home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. He, he gets the same, if not more, love and attention and treats when he is at home because that's when I spoil him the most. So. And that's what he wanted to know. <laughs> Pets live for their food. Oh, yeah, especially this one. So So it's very (laughs) important. Yes, that's why I'm mentioning it. It's very important for them. And, of course, since he asked. So um, what about as far as is there something that I can ask him that maybe he has to do there as a, a star now or something that they would want him to do that you'd want me to tell him? Well, his his only problem right now is that he's kind of a mama's boy. He's got a lot of separation anxiety. So if I'm in the room with him, he's totally fine, can do anything I ask of him. But if I leave him, he's just so, he's worried that I'm not going to come back. And I I just can't express to him enough that I'm not leaving him. He's my baby. Actually, that's not what he says the issue is. So I'm glad I asked. Was he Was he rescue? Yeah, he was. I see he was rescued. He said I was rescued. So many people, and and it is true that as rescue, there are abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. But what it is is because since you've rescued him, he knows that you very much look out and protect him. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And so he says you're very protective of him versus, okay, you have this big, vicious dog that you have got <laughs> to be guard dog or to protect you, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, he says that he's capable of taking care of himself. That, But what happens is when you leave the set, he knows you're watching and uh-huh. looking out for him. And when you're not there, he doesn't know who's looking out for him. Oh. Make sense? That definitely makes sense. I never really thought about it that way. Right. Oh, that's, so that's what I think is important for when I do consultations or readings. There could be an assumption or say even for a cat. They won't lose the litter box because, and it's general when, no, they're specific. And when they able to speak, you know, the show when animals speak, get to speak. And you find out specific issues, you can resolve those issues. Oh, and he And he does act better when you are there because then he can relax and and do what they're saying you know or pay attention to them versus wondering you know is something going to happen to me really so do you think it would be best from now on that i go with him to his his like events and stuff because i couldn't go to miami with him in the commercial films that was five days without him being with me and i was really worried like (laughs) i totally i totally understand and this is coming from him uh-huh. He would like to have you there, but yeah. he does understand that you can't always be there. Say if you're busy or, of course, like when he went to Miami. And I did think it was funny because was it was him. They said that he even had his own trailer and his name okay. on the door. <laughs> I oh, love yeah, it. <laughs> you know, uh, he is more comfortable with you there. So instead of you getting in the habit of if he continues to do this and gets more shots, well, they're going to send a car for him, you know, and they just take him, you know, he, it would be better for him. And he's asking, I'm not telling you what to do, but he's asking. Yeah. 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 I know he'd like it better if I was there. So I try to accommodate when I'm able to. Right. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Welcome. Yeah, like this is, I've never talked to a pet psychic before. This is really exciting, actually. So, thank you. Le- learning about my dog a little bit here. So, yeah. I feel it's important, especially since you mentioned rescue, because yeah. when someone calls for a pet that's been rescue, you don't want whatever issue that they ended up at a pound or a rescue organization to be repeated. So, oh, yeah. if people are always curious, why did they land there? They call me, find out, and, you know, they can go from there. It makes it better for both of them or the pet or they won't be abandoned again. And also, people don't just call me with problems. They call yeah. to bond. What would my pet like? Like this. Really? Well, I, I mean, Please I don't know. stay Anything. when I'm working. <laughs> you know, they can put in a request. I want the fish instead of the meat, you know. <laughs> That's my oh. well. I mean, I don't know anything about his his past before I got him. So if if you know, if he could tell you anything about that, that would be great too. If he's letting me know. He was talking about working today, and I'm going to have to wind this up. But if you would, you know, we could talk a little more about Hi. that. Thank you for joining me on PetLifeRadio.com. We are out of time, so get your tails in gear and go to HollywoodPaws.com to see if your pooch can become a star or enter to win a free trip to L.A. and a free pet photo shoot. I would like to thank David, Martin, and Stephanie. Also, I have a trick of my own. 
when your cat blinks at you slowly, she is saying that she loves you. Blink back. If you would like transcripts of the show or any other show on Pet Life Radio Network, just go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on When Animals Speak. If you would like a consultation for pets, people, or those on the other side, go to WhenAnimalsSpeak.com. Happy trails. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. Step inside the mind of your pet on When Animals Speak. Every week on demand in iTunes and on PetLifeRadio.com.